you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of The Shock Factor, where I, Stephen Shock, am joined by Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman, who are both great. Fellas, how are we doing? It's another beautiful Sunday evening in the world, and particularly the world of college baseball. I am the aforementioned Jake Mintz, and joined by me is Jordan Schusterman. Joining you, yes. Uh, I am here. Uh, Jake, we spent some time together IRL um, this weekend, uh, not watching college baseball, admittedly. <laughs> but we but were. we did talk to major league baseball people about their college baseball that's experiences. true that's true so don't think we're not we're not sleeping on the job here i'm not um, going to name names but one person we talked to told us a story that involved them teaching a class while enrolled at a college that they were playing baseball for the team so they were the te- they were teaching their teammates uh now this was not division one as you <laughs> I'd be able to guess, but boy, was that an amazing story. Anyway, Stephen Schock, it is a pleasure to be with you once again here on Sunday. Uh, Stephen, how how was your weekend, man? Are you doing you doing okay? You told me you spent the the what did you do today exactly? Uh, I spent four four and a half hours at the driving range, so my back is on fire, my brain is fried. Um, the PGA Tour is on deck for me. I will not be surprised if they heard about my range session. Particularly if they saw the three balls collectively that I hit well today. Mm. So that's how I spent my Sunday. And I, I did keep up with college baseball. I know what happened, as I as I typically do know what happened in college baseball, because I like it. You like it? But yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. It's actually pretty cool. If and, you enjoy it so much, name three yeah. of college baseball's best songs. Um... They're all rain delay songs, and here they are. Because rain delays happen, but these songs, these are constant. When it rains, it pours by Luke Combs. Yeah. Whatever song is, I, I don't know the name of it, but it goes, rain makes corn, and corn makes whiskey, and whiskey makes, makes my lady. Makes my baby feel a little she, frisky. Yeah, so that guy's having sex in the rain. And then, I want to know, have you ever seen the rain? Jake Mintz, in those yeah. glasses, I'm not certain you have. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you audio listeners, which also known as all of you because we do not record these videos, are missing out on Jake's incredible sunglasses, which maybe we'll have to share a picture of when we post this podcast. This podcast, by the way, uh, brought to you by our friends at S2 Cognition, uh, S2 Cognition is, uh, again, if you listen to the first few uh, minutes of this podcast, you're thinking, why would they want to sponsor these dummies? Well, they could certainly help us out. S2's S2 Cognition, S2's technology platform brings visibility to an athlete's cognitive skill sets and identifies their strengths, weaknesses, and the whys behind their performance. Uh, We encourage everyone to go check out their website. Some fantastic testimonials from college baseball icons such as Tim Corbin and Austin Nola, apparently. Love seeing him uh, on the website there. So go check out S2 Cognition. Thank you to them for sponsoring the podcast. Nola, easily one of my top three Nolas alongside Aaron and New Orleans. But let's get into the weekend that was in college baseball. Uh, I'm wearing sunglasses, so I can't see the notes we made in advance. So someone else want to bring up the first topic? Well, yeah, Shock, I think we all agreed that Tennessee will not be the first topic. And so the fact that they went to Gainesville and swept Florida and then uh, had some fun afterwards 
in their post-sweep celebration. They're now a billion and three, and they're the best team in the country. They are not our first topic, correct? They are. We are not talking about them, right? We are not going to talk about them. I'm, I'm tired of them doing cool shit. They just keep doing it. And everybody at this point, just assume if baseball happened and Tennessee was playing, some cool shit happened, go to their Twitter and look at it. Because I'm tired of having to do it. Well, we don't we don't talk about Bruno, except it's the Volunteers. Yeah, we have <laughs> talked about Bruno, aka the Vols, all season. We're gonna give them the week off despite a sweep on the road because they're getting enough showtime. So we move to another SEC series. Now these two teams were way higher in the rankings at the start of the season before Tennessee said, uh, "Excuse me, I'm way better than you." Uh, let's talk about what happened in Oxford. Oxford. Oh my goodness. Oxford, a little different than the Oxford I think a lot of people think of if you went up to a random person on the street and said, tell me you, something about did Oxford. Did you catch the baseball game last night between <laughs> Oxford and Cambridge? <laughs> Scintillating stuff. I, I do wonder how many people would tell you uh, about Swayze Field before they tell you about, you know, fancy Oxford. I, I feel like if you're, if you're south of the Mason-Dixon, I feel like it's exclusively Ole Miss, but anywhere else. South, anywhere I'll else. go farther south than that because I think <laughs> – but I, I see what you're trying to get at. I'm going <laughs> to tell you a secret. I don't know what the Mason-Dixon line looked like, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm man enough. You're the only miss I sippy. All right, let's talk about the series that was. Maybe we should talk about Tennessee just so he can fit that one in there. That's why I made that joke. Jordan, what happened in the series? Well, uh, what happened in the series was in the opener, our good friend, <gasps> Jake hates when I say that, Dylan DeLucia, who we spent time talking about. Speaking of Tennessee, see, Tennessee always relevant. Earlier, when Tennessee knocked Ole Miss around, Dylan DeLucia had the comments after the game like, yeah, you know, they have a small park, whatever. Okay, obviously those comments look silly. But Dylan DeLucia was awesome in that game in relief. He did his job. And he has since continued to pitch extremely well for the Rebels. And in the opener, he threw a young CG, which I'm not sure you two – now, actually, I guess you two appreciate this as relievers, right? Because that means it's a day off, right? You love it. You're yeah, chilling. don't have to do shit. Yeah. Shock, have you ever thrown a CG, like in any context? In, in high school, I'm pretty sure like every game because no one understood what submarine pitching was. So I'd just go out there and, you know, kind of flip it in and everybody was like, whoa, he's good. It's like, no. I, my arm hurts. I, I pitched on a men's league team one summer. Jordan was there where I was easily the best pitcher on the team by a mile. And I started and the coach of the team would count pitch counts and he would lie to me about my pitch count. Like he would... He would just make it up so I would keep pitching. <laughs> so he'd be like, yo, Roth, like how many pitches do I have? It'd be like the eighth inning. He's like, uh, 64. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dude. it was incredible. We I remember so vividly, like, after you came off the mound, and I think it was uh, like the seventh or eighth, and it was like a really long inning. And and I remember him – I remember – I think – did I play that game or was I just that that one? I don't know. I, I played in a couple of these. But the point is is that I really, I really vividly remember you walking towards Rob and saying that and him, like, looking at the notebook <laughs> and just, like, saying some ridiculously low number. We were like, is he not counting foul balls? Like, what is going on here? So, anyway – but shock! How many innings was was were your high school complete games? Five, six, seven? They were nine? all seven. Okay. Seven. But uh, there was one game that was nine innings. It was against a Matha Catholic, and my friend Andy Rosalovich, who played for the other team, he played for Dematha. He also threw nine innings, but we walked it off in the bottom of the ninth. So maybe he threw eight and two thirds. Okay. End of the day, me and Andy played in college together. He's a great friend. I love the guy, but it's still one of my fonder memories. So you threw a CG. That was a nine for you. Too. Yeah. Oh, man. That sounds like a, a DC <laughs> private school classic. A cl it was. <laughs> I, it's in the record books, I'm sure. They they probably play it still to open up all the ceremonies at school. It's just like, hey, guys, watch Steve throw it at 82 miles an hour for, for an hour and a half. Then we'll start the school assembly about not doing drugs. Hey, hey, quick aside, uh, Stephen Chuck. I don't know why I've never asked you this, but you're joking about submarining in high yeah. school. When did you start going going lower like that? Uh, 
I did it my sophomore year of high school, actually. Wow. So the sophomore fall, because I remember I made like two two appearances for the varsity team my freshman year. Whatever. And <laughs> uh, each time I got shit on. So I went to a pitching coach. He was like, you should probably change. And I was like, I think so, too. I, I remember this to this day. We were in a Bowie Bay Sox Stadium playing St. Mary's Riken which is a school on the eastern shore of Maryland, I think. I, I don't know where it is. but There's no western shore of Maryland. so mm. well, well, that is a good point. But, um, yeah, I, I remember giving up like three doubles off the wall, and then my pitching coach was like, you ever get shelled? And I was like, yeah, all the time, buddy. And he was like, bend at your hips and try to throw. And I did that, and I stuck with it. And here we are. And, and all these years later, oh, man, I love that. Well, anyway, back to Dylan DeLucia. He goes CG. He throws 117 pitches, which I'm trusting the SEC press box is a lot more than Jake's, Jake's uh, Hensley coach. 117, nine innings, uh, five hits, two runs, no walks, eight punchies. So for good real, start though, to Dylan, the series. For Dylan the DeLucia, you know, he walked the he talked the talk, and now he's walking the walk. And, like – when guys say dumb stuff and then end up with egg on their face, he has done everything he's needed to do since he said what he said. Like he went into the weight room and hit it with more intensity. He's had more focus on the diamond, right? He's pitching better because he put himself in an uncomfortable situation that he's now forced to wriggle his way out of. And I respect the heck out of it. I'm with you. And you were, you were team Delusia from the beginning, Jake. So, you know, I was defending this guy. You've been on his side. Uh, but now while he did his job, it was all bulldogs after this. Now the second game of the series was very, very, very chaotic. Uh, but the point is, is that Mississippi state ended up winning, uh, both. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was the third game. Oh, I forgot the series started on Thursday. Oh, forgive me. Second game of the series. It was 10-7. to 7. Also pretty chaotic, but not a walk-off. Mississippi State wins. Seven more home runs were hit in this game. There were four in the first game, seven in the second game, and then one, two, three, four, five, six in the third game. It was just flying in Swayze. Uh, the beer was showering like crazy, as, as we have talked about on recent episodes. Shock, you watched a little bit of the series. It seemed, it seemed like it was, it was really just, just an absolute launch pad. It was just anarchy. It, it was a tough weekend to be a pitcher on either team. Obviously, it was a little bit tougher to be an Ole Miss pitcher because, you know, if you give up bombs and then your team ends up winning, the bombs hurt way less. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not a very profound statement, but it's a statement I just made, so I'm going to stand by it. And, it, I mean, that's what the people want to see. People – People want to see the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball. That's a saying for for a reason. Not because it's boring, but because Chicks and Steve dig the long ball. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing is I kind of noticed that by the third game, like, and even in the end of the second game, the beer showers were were less. Now, I know there were more old, uh, you know, Mississippi State homers and Ole Miss home runs. But it did seem like they were they were sort of running out. I gotta be honest. It's, I it think like yeah. I think when the opposing team homers, they should throw cups of piss in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's gonna look the same on TV, but but I I like the sentiment. This is this is when one of those IPA guys with a funny mustache comes in and says, "Well, they already are." <laughs> <laughs> wow great point great point um but it was it was a party for the bulldog again bouncing back after that that game one loss we're getting we're getting cum bombs we're getting jaeger bombs we're getting kellum clark hunter hines uh you know uh yeah i mean luke hancock i mean this it was they they were going off and both of these teams are obviously not had the seasons that they have hoped for um but it, it was it was definitely a fun series uh, although i gotta shout out one more guy and that's Jacob Gonzalez who might be the number one overall pick in the 2023 draft who had three more homers this weekend earlier this year we talked about how uh, in that insane game against Alabama he had three homers and lost well this happened once again for Jacob Gonzalez with these monstrous games um, including a a two homer two walk game uh, in in game three and only to to lose an extra so 
It was, but look, he's going to be just fine. Uh, he's going to be very, very well paid one day. Uh, but Jake, are you? Oh, you have any Jacob Gonzalez talks? Again, he'll be fine. I have. But it just he's he's doing his best. I have a couple thoughts. Okay, number one, he's a rich man. In, can, ri- rich man be. coming. Rich man rich coming. Man coming. Yes. Okay, rich man comes soon. <laughs> That's the first thought. Okay, second thought is I hope that this team, the supporting pieces, can help elevate him because. Junior year, Jacob Gonzalez is the type of college baseball player who can elevate beyond college baseball notoriety and into, like, larger baseball uh, context in the way that Kamar and, and Leiter did last mm-hmm. year I, and Tommy White did at the beginning of this year. And, you know, I think there there's always a part of us that's like, we want this cool, these famous, you know, co- relatively college baseball players to stay ours and, like, they're our little secret. But it is better for the game when they have more of a an impact and more of a scope. And I think Gonzalez, if Ole Miss is, like, if, if Jacob Gonzalez was on Tennessee this year, I oh. think he would be, like, a big deal. Does that make sense? Like, I think yeah. I think if his team was 30-3, and three, it'd be a big deal. So, next year, I'm hoping that happens. And my last thing is that, like, I hate everyone named Jacob because, for me, it's an opportunity to be a Jake. Like, you are given that ability, oh, yeah. and you, you are – every day that you wake up, you sip coffee and you breathe. You are opting out of being a Jake. Well, you do realize Jacob is short for something, right? Like his full name is Jacoby. No, it's not. Is it no, really? No, I'm kidding. But it'd be way cooler if it was. <laughs> Don't you agree? Dude, Jacob any... can't be short for anything. Are Jacob there... is <laughs> the, that's a good point. End of the road. Does, does that exist? Are there Jacobys that go by Jacob? That'd be really bizarre. And an extreme case of rebellion against the parents in a way that is very funny. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but but no, I, I, I totally agree with you, uh, Jake. I think he's – and Ole Miss obviously has been disappointed this year. But I, I think, too, if, if somehow they can claw their way back in and, you know, make – you know, hit, hit a couple big homers in the postseason, he can kind of set himself up again for uh, – to kind of take that next level uh, next next season. Uh, Stephen Chuck, any, anything else on our on our Mississippi uh, rivalry before we move on uh, to our next topic? I just think that it, it's such a good rivalry for baseball because obviously after the game, like it gives fan bases something to talk about for a whole year. Because now, anytime an Ole Miss fan comes in a Mississippi State fan, which happens all the time, anytime I tweet a highlight of either team, because mm-hmm. I do not give a shit either way. Like, I, I tweeted Jacob Gonzalez's home run. I get a million people replying, oh, what happened after that? What happened after that? <laughs> scoreboard. It's like, scoreboard. Um, just click the fucking profile, scroll up a few tweets, and you'll see what happened after that. Because that's what I do. But I just love having fuel to this fire. And, you know, if these teams don't play each other, it's just like, okay, well, we don't know which one's better. But this is a great way to find that out, believe I, it or not. I want them to play more. I want, I want teams that hate each other, rivalry teams, to play more. In the way that, like, Oregon and Oregon State last year, didn't they play, like, a, a non-pack series in the beginning of the year? And then, like, their pack series at the end of the year? Like, I want, I want bonus coverage. I, I want, like, Mississippi well, Plus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jake, Jake, you're in luck because they're playing again. On Tuesday, they're playing again on Tuesday in a, in a weird midweek in Pearl, Mississippi. I think they're playing in one of the minor league stadiums. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So oh. your your wish your wish has been granted. Uh, they are playing again in a couple days. So maybe maybe Ole Miss can even up the series. Uh, nah, it's not really how that works. <laughs> but um, uh, Ole Miss uh, going to Arkansas next week. That they're gonna have to they're gonna have to win that series if they have any chance of getting into postseason. But either way, it was definitely a fun one. All right, our next topic is one that is always – we could do this every week, but we decided to wait until you know a little over halfway through the season, uh, and that is to talk about the great home run race of 2022. Early on, it was Tommy White's to lose. Tommy White was on pace to hit 500 homers in his true freshman year. Uh, instead, he has slowed down and is now merely at 18, which is still absolutely insane. He had four this weekend at Louisville. Uh, but we wanted to check in because there are some very, very fun names atop the home run leaderboard, and, and I think it's, it is time to, to give these guys uh, their due, uh, and it, particularly the two guys who currently sit atop after both of them had two homers this weekend, and that is Ivan Melendez, the Hispanic Titanic, who we've certainly spent a lot of time talking about, 
no need to reintroduce him. He has continued to roll as Texas has certainly scuffled much more than they have in the first half of the season. But the other guy who's up there with 21 homers is a gentleman named Matt Kootenai. Now, who in the world is Matt Kootenai? Steven, let's start with you. I know you are a pretty big fan of this old Dominion team, of which he is a part. How much do Huge. you know about, about Matt Kootenai? I'm going to be honest. I didn't know much about him. Like, I know ODU just mashes home runs every year. It's like, it's kind of their thing. How how hitter-friendly is their ballpark? I, I'm assuming you've been there. Have you played Um, So I only played there once, okay. and I was 15 years old. <laughs> and this might surprise a lot of people, but I got shelled. <laughs> and so I like to think it's very hitter-friendly. <laughs> Anytime shock is on the mound, bring your credit card so you can pay for gas at the Shell station. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. I just got fucked. Now, this podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Shell Gasoline. No, it's not. Now, to that point, though, they do always hit a lot of homers, and Matt Cootie's not the only one. Andy Gariola has 18. So they have two guys who are in the top five right now. Not to mention Carter Trice with 15. He would probably be leading 90% of teams in the country. Unfortunately, he's on ODU, so he's in third. Um, then they have another guy, Robbie Ch- Ch- Petracci? Petra- Petrassi? I'm not trying to pronounce that. Whenever I see these large numbers next to guys for home run totals in college, like I think back to when we were children in Little League, all of us, and a home run was an inconceivable thing. <laughs> right hitting a ball over the fence like the fence was so far away right and you go back to your your t-ball field now and it's like oh it's nothing oh but at the right. time i was a child at the time it's like how do they do that right and even even still whenever a guy in college has like 20 home runs it's like whoa calm down buddy <laughs> Relax with the homers, okay? Now, Kootenai and Melendez. Melendez, we don't need to tell you about Kootenai, I, I mean, I really have enjoyed learning uh, a little bit more about him, and he's just been absolutely on fire lately. But the reason I ask you, Chuck, is he, he hit 10 homers for Old Dominion last year. Um, he, he was on the team. Now, again, where did that rank on Old Dominion last year? We should probably check because, uh, let's see, last year that ranked third or sorry fourth behind Kyle Battle and Carter Trice and Andy Gariola but uh, he did have 10 last year and this gentleman is from Edmonton Alberta he played two years at Colby Junior College in Kansas before transferring to Old Dominion so him and Melendez both uh, Juco route guys that's a big big dub for the Juco route you gotta love that um and yeah, it's, I mean, I just love that we have the Hispanic Titanic, and now I feel like we need a Canadian-based nickname for, for Mr. Matt Kootenai, uh, so we can we can what, work on that. What would be a Canadian-based nickname, like Mr. Polite? Like, <laughs> I mean, we can only assume, we can only assume, right? Um, but yeah, I think, I feel like we, we should, we should get going on that. Let me, and, it, I'm not going to talk for about the next five minutes on the podcast, because I'm going to brainstorm some nicknames for the Canadian, okay? Okay. So you guys go ahead, do yep. the you do the pod. Yep. I'll check back in in a second, all right? Sounds good. I believe Jake. in you. You got this. <laughs> if, if it's any help, he went to Watiskawin. What? What? It? Don't try. Uh, Don't hurt yourself. Don't I even, love no, Chuck. No. You're like, if it's any help, uh, <laughs> if it's any help, here's not a word. With ta- I would go with Wetaskiwin Composite Secondary School. They have a great program. We love we love Canadian secondary schools. I believe it's the IMG of the North. <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, so these two guys are, are out in front. We love that. Uh, 21 uh, ding-a-lings thus far. Right behind them, I just mentioned Andy Gariola there at 18. Uh, and also, who else has 18? Andy Gariola, Tommy White, who is heating back up. NC State, not so much. Tommy White himself, oh my goodness. We still have yet to see the left field foul pole in any of his home runs. He has not pulled one quite far enough yet. Uh, so Tommy White is amazing. Uh, and then another one who we mentioned last week, Kevin Parada. He's also at 18. He's sensational as well. Um, he so is you gotta, good. You got to give him some love. 
And then the rest of the list, uh, we'll just go the other guys with 16, at least 16. We've got three guys with 17. Possible if any of these guys hit another one in the last uh, in the last week um, or in the last couple of days, I, I apologize. But guys with 16, we've got Jason Hinchman at Tennessee Tech. He's hit a ton in his career uh, for Tennessee Tech. Max Wagner, breakout guy for Clemson, sophomore uh, draft-eligible guy. He had three homers over the weekend against Florida State, including a grand slam. He's at 17. Dakota Katowski, I know you're a big fan of him at Missouri State. He's at 17. He also has struck out 63 times. (laughs) I will say his 17 home runs have gone further total distance than anyone else in baseball. I'm willing to believe it. I – Obviously, I think Melendez might have a claim on that, but in general, in general, I think you're right. Well, I don't think he listens to the pod, so oh, I think true. I can say it, right? You can say no. it. You can definitely get away with it. My favorite thing about Dakota Katowski, besides the fact that he struck out 63 times, is that um, he has three doubles. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He's not. He's not hustling. You know, it's no balls in the gap. It's over the fence, or it is single, or he's striking out. So we love Dakota <laughs> Katowski. Uh, other guys with sixteen: Trey Lipscomb, Tennessee. Obviously, he's been fantastic. But as we said, we're not saying anything else about Tennessee. Luke Franzoni at Xavier. He has been excellent. Tim Elko at Ole Miss. What a surprise! And then Colby Thomas. My goodness, he has been so good for Mercer. Uh, Mercer, of course, in the running for the SoCon, uh, along with Wofford. So yeah, I mean, it's just gonna be it's gonna be fun down the stretch. Obviously, all these teams, some of these play in super hitter fairy ballparks. The competition is probably gonna c- come into play in terms of who maybe ends up on top. But uh, and then of course uh, Jake Eloff too. What, what am I saying? Jake Eloff is also at sixteen, um, and Judd Fabian. Judd Fabian is at sixteen as well. Um, so if any of the other guys at fifteen got a sixteen this weekend, I apologize. But sixteen. So so who who you got? Who if you had to pick right now, Stephen? Who who are we going with? I see. I'm kind of at a standstill because. Judd Fabian is a hilarious fucking name. That is an awesome name. He's it's he's, like, he's legit, man. I'm I'm I'm, who, I'm in on Judd. Who who's your boy over there? Oh, that's just Judd. Like <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm back. Jake Mintz. Jake you has have a, your Matt, Jake, Jake has Matt a, Kootenay, a nickname, nickname for our friend Matt Kootenay. By the way, yeah. if Kootenay is not the right pronunciation, please let us know. But what do you got? The Hurtin' Alberton. Oh Love it. A plus <laughs> Burton Al Burton. He's from Alberta. No notes. Ten out of ten. The Hurton Al Burton. Al Burton? Is that by the way, we can call them, right? That's what are they Albertans? I, I assume, right? Uh, give me Maybe five minutes. Albert give me five minutes. I'll check. <laughs> He's gonna confirm that. Um, I Googled Canada nicknames, and the first one that came up was the Molson Muscle, which is <laughs> A pot belly and Molson is a Canadian brand of beer. I knew that because I drink beer, but I think that oh, is a sick. hilarious nickname. Uh, uh, a AR Alberton. It is Alberton. <laughs> the Hurt and Alberton. I feel good about that. All right, it's official. All right. Uh, anyway, I, I my pick. I think I'm. Man, I don't know, man. I I don't know because competition wise, it's probably Kootenai. But Conference USA is really good. Like they still haven't played Southern Miss. It's going to be hard to homer against Southern Miss. I'm I got sticking it. With, with Melendez. What do you think, Jake? I'm taking uh, Tommy White, a.k.a. White Noise. <laughs> <laughs> now you're, you're like, stay hot, Jake. Keep those. Keep those. Hot keep hand. Those, ride those it. Coming. Keep them flying. <laughs> uh, shock official guess. I'm, I'm sticking with Melendez. Official yeah, guess. I'm, I'm sticking shock. shock. Uh, I'm going to say Kevin Parada or Matt okay. Cooper. I, I like both those. Kevin Parada's got a weird ass stance. I don't understand really how he hits the ball. Weird, yeah. But he he's proven time and time again he's really good at hitting the ball. So real news. Hey, uh, Ray Geloff, make us prove us wrong. All right. Yeah, please do. I like, love I, you, Jake. Obviously, Shock wants to pick him, but anyway. All right. Our next main topic this week is the tackle. We have to do it. There's no version where we were not going to talk about this. Uh, Texas Junior College Baseball. It's come up one or two times on this pod. It will not be our Beyond D1 segment because this probably deserves further uh, discussion. Um, (laughs) North Central (laughs) Texas Junior College. Jake, obviously, uh, North Centrals. There's multiple Division III North Centrals. I don't know how many other North Centrals there are at other levels, but hey, here's one. 
a gentleman named Jason Phillips. Sorry, Josh Phillips. I apologize. Jason Phillips. It's okay. Wherever you are out there. Josh Phillips. He had a home run. Home runs. We like home runs. Home got runs a hold of, Jake mentioned earlier. He, he got a hold of one. He <laughs> got a hold of one. He homered. Over That's there. it. That doesn't seem particularly crazy, Jordan. Those happen all the time. Josh <laughs> Phillips rounds the bases. He rounds As one, one does. base. Hold on. He rounds one base. We're good so far. Everything normal. We're good, right? Yeah. I hear there might be okay. a flick off rounding first base. Whatever. Okay. That's what, not, not, not great, but it's, it's, it happens, right? Certainly yeah. not normal. Certainly not normal. Okay. So he's rounding first. We're rounding second. We're still rounding. That's most important, right? Still yeah. rounding. Halfway home. Just, halfway home. Halfway home. How much farther could it be, right? Yeah. All right. Now we're at third base. Cool. We're gonna go. We're gonna go ahead and touch on third base. So now it's like, I mean, we're we're clearing, right? We're we're there. I'm. All, I just. I'm. I'm like. But Jordan. Point, yeah. Jordan. They say ninety percent of car accidents happen within a mile of where you live. <laughs> That's a great home. point. That's a great point. Within ninety feet of home. Uh, <laughs> we're about eighty-seven feet away from completing his journey, and the pitcher, uh, Weatherford pitcher Owen Woodward, decided, I. I'm going to go ahead and, 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 uh, and take a per, I'm going to go for a personal foul. I think we would call this. <laughs> okay. So targeting personal foul, whatever. Uh, Owen Woodward tackles Josh Phillips. Like um, not tackles hits Madden 2000 and hit stick. hit stick hit stick before concussion. The movie. If okay. you played, <laughs> and is, if you played GameCube, right. The hit stick with the C boom hit stick. This hit is stick. not just like, I'm going to bring him down. This is pre-CTE research yep. jacked up segment yep. on Monday night count, Sunday night countdown. Monday right. night countdown, right? <laughs> right. Now, before we talk about the morality of this whole thing, I'm, this is maybe the wrong place to start. But this was a great tackle, okay? From a form perspective and from like, a, from like a a watching the video back, yeah. no notes. As it would be said, no. It would be like on the. It would be on the the NFL live segment that they realized again. To your point, maybe this is not cool to be celebrating. Yeah, um, I'm not celebrating it. Right. But like, if you're gonna do something that's going to, in some ways, ruin your life for a long time, certainly ruin your baseball career. Get get a good knock in, and he certainly did that. Now, that being said, don't do this. Yeah, don't do this. Don't. I also say. We're, this is we are doing this podcast because we like to have a good time and we like to make jokes, right? However, when I first saw this, and this has been a few you know days, whatever, and the guy's fine, okay, right? When I first saw this on Twitter and I saw people being like, "Ha ha, wrong sport," "Ha ha," this, I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." no, no the no, only no. response is "What WTF?" At the very least, what is going on? This is not okay, right? That's number one, number one, number one, number one, right? On the podcast, we're going to make our jokes. Steven I heard Shock, it. You saw I heard, this. Yeah. I heard, Jordan, that um, Josh Phillips made an alopecia joke about Owen Woodward's wife. Oh, yeah? And Is that's that what why this happened. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he, was, he, he was just doing replicating what he saw on television, you know? It would be harder, I guess, you know, it would be harder to replicate the slap as he's, on, you know, rounding. So, uh, anyway, Stephen Shock, this is not okay. You agree with no. that? No. No, it's not okay, dude. I've given up bombs. I, I've mentioned it earlier. I've given up probably 30 career nukes. Yeah. I have tackled zero of the people who have hit the nukes. That's a good ratio. Like, that's yes. the correct yeah. ratio. Yeah, I think I think that's the ratio you should go for. Yes. I've been flicked off and told to go fuck myself plenty of times on a yeah. baseball field. Still, never that tackled. number never is higher than the number of guys I've tackled. Yes. By a lot. Yes. <laughs> and I think this is the other thing about this. This is such a shocking thing that, like, I don't even want to draw judgments about this person, about Owen Woodward, because it's so, like, unbelievable that I am going to give him the benefit of the doubt that it was, like, this is – it was completely out of character, like, not okay, right? Now, all that said, they suspended him for four games. Unbelievable. According it, it to reports. Theoretically now he's apparently no longer on the team, and that's right, that's the coach decision. But apparently the league or like technical. 
This was only a four-game suspension. And the guy that taunted, who got tackled, got two games. How? And this is the other thing. When, I, when the first video was posted by the Texas College Baseball Twitter account, and he says, only in Texas, folks, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not an only in Texas, folks situation. This is like a you've never seen this ever anywhere. It's not just not to make an only in Texas, right? However, no. that he only got a four-game suspension. That is closer to only in Texas, folks. <laughs> the American justice system is broken. We know this. Okay. Like, I don't understand. Like, that's not – that's like, an auto you're done playing baseball in this league, I feel like. I, um, I got to imagine, just based on the numbers, at some point someone has been suspended by the Texas JUCO system for greater than four games – and I feel like they're just sitting in their home reading this article going, oh, come on. Like, what did that guy do? Bring like a, a shotgun onto the field? <laughs> he like, he, I mean, honestly, like what? So whatever. The point is, if that reporting is accurate, I am most disbelief about that over any of it. The main so takeaway. Yeah. To, to, to conclude. Yeah. Don't tackle people. Yeah. This was an impressive tackle. But don't do that. And I, I got to say, anytime you start a home run trot with 32 teeth and you touch home plate when you're reunited with home plate and you only got 30. I don't know if home plate wrong. was touched, dude. No, it was. You can see in the video. In the, I've seen a lot of video where he gets up and like basically well, trots home. He's like, he's like smarf. <laughs> he's like, eh, still counts. <laughs> Still counts. Yeah, I guess. I also don't. That's another case where, like, the rules about do you need to cross home? Like, if you get leveled, I, how does that work? Don't tackle like people. It's like a, hey, don't tackle yeah, people. We'll just give it um, to you. And, and by the way, like, we hope Josh Phillips is okay. We hope that Owen Woodward is okay. And, like, I'm not saying Owen Woodward should never play baseball anywhere ever again, ever. But it's He like, should. You should but, play baseball again. But I, I hope he plays baseball again. But it, we got to do more than a four game suspension. We got to take so, some time. We got to take some yeah. time. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, All right. You, Jordan, I have an ad read. All right. Oh, Jake's got an ad read uh, before we move to our show and go segment and our Beyond one. What you got? Today's podcast is brought to you by the Omaha Tourism Board. Coming to eastern Nebraska for a weekend in late June? Well, make sure you choose Omaha as your destination. And if you like it, stay for a week or even more. Omaha, it's a nice town. Come check it out. Um... I have one note on your, uh, on your, um, on your ad read. Yeah. Um, so you said, come into Eastern Nebraska. Hope you choose Omaha. Yeah. Where else are you choosing? I guess there are other <laughs> options. Yes. Nebraska City. I'm seeing is is south. Um, I think Sioux City is in Iowa, so that doesn't count. But I love it. I would pick Omaha for sure, especially late June. The weather, man. I, per, Peru, Nebraska. <laughs> Going to climb Machu Picchu. Shock, you think the Eastern Nebraska. Thoughts? Thoughts is, okay, so the interesting thing about the College World Series and the Omaha, what? Nebraska. Where is it? it? It's in Omaha. I don't know if you know this. If you listen to any Power 5 school break it down after, after a game, they'll typically say Omaha. This is what they're referencing: the College World Series there. Really? But, even yeah. like even like Iowa State. Oh, man, okay. They don't have baseball. If, <laughs> they, don't have baseball. if, if they if they make it, <laughs> they, they somehow baseball. make it. They don't have Look, a team. I'm a believer, but they have two things, two main things in Omaha, Nebraska. One of them is the USA Swim Trials. And the other is the College World Series. When we went to Omaha with UVA, because we did, uh, small flex, but the swim trials were happening the same fucking week. Wow. It's like, I didn't just know that. space these out a little bit. Yeah, like, it feels like a missed opportunity like, to spread like, out the tourism. The revenue of the revenue of the tourism sector of Omaha, Nebraska, it's yearly fill has to come that week. Just because those are the main things. Right. Uh, shouts out to the, the Crate Blue Jays and our, our friend, Colleen Boss, Kyle Peterson. 
Yeah. All right. Which I would go and visit him. That that's another cool thing in Omaha. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right, let's move on. It's time for our show and go segment. Then we'll do Beyond D one, and then we will be Gonzo. All right. Show and go. Favorite moments of the week. Here we go. First one. Joe Stewart, Michigan, Ohio State. Now I don't really know. Like this is a rivalry that I feel like baseball is. It's not quite the same as on the hardwood or <laughs> on the gridiron. Uh, that now a lot of that is in Ohio State, not great, but that doesn't mean Michigan does not enjoy beating the crap out of them. And Joe Stewart had a uh, three homer, eleven RBI game, including two grand slams. And um, yeah, uh, the second grand slam bat flip uh, was absolutely sensational, and I just we just had to shout that out. I, I love this clip. Uh, Michigan also with the with the with the brick brick is it brick what is that what is their monster in in left field what, what would we what color would we call that I guess it's kind of brick, I brick. I'd go brick yeah I can't tell if it's brick or if it's like just an extension of the of the regular wall the Great Wall yeah I just but it's, love I love yeah. that this was against Ohio State and that like no one ca- no one cares relatively right like when Ohio State plays Michigan in, in football it's the only thing on the internet. Right, exactly. Uh, here's a hot take on this homer, even though I was just complimenting it. This is not – I mean, it is this homer, but in homer in general. Homers over super high walls are not good. They are not aesthetically pleasing because you cannot actually see where it's landing. There are very rarely people sitting up there, or if there are, there's very few of them. And there are some college and minor league parks that have high walls – and I would say that the DBAP is an exception because there are a lot of people that stand up there in Durham. And there's shit that comes to, to hit. Mind. And there's shit to hit, exactly. But so often it's just a big wall and there's not really anything behind it. And I'm, I'm left Vandy kind of similar. And I'm just kind of like, I'd rather see it go to center and into a group of people. So anyway. I either want a tiny little baby wall or I want like the literally the Great Wall of China. That's like the other I thing. It. I also want to see someone – at some level of college baseball, push it to the limit. Go 10 feet higher than the Green Monster and make it 270 away. I would really like to see that. Um, All right, next up. Do you guys like perfect games? Like the website? The website or the concept? Do you like perfect games? (laughs) I like perfect games. Yeah, okay. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, well, uh, shouts out to Shamar Page of Grambling State, who threw a seven-inning perfect game, but it's still a perfecto, and it is official. NCAA does recognize it as an official perfect game. You best recognize. You best recognize. I believe it's only the 34th in NCAA history, which is incredible, because if we are counting seven-inning games, that is insane that there have only been 34. Um, that's because nobody's, nobody's perfect. Well, Shamar Page was. Uh, they just got to work it again and again. Until I get it right. Uh, I am a big fan uh, of Shamar Page. This dude's been one of the most dominant pitchers um, in D1 baseball this year uh, for Grambling State. And he's taken an interesting journey. He was an incredible junior college pitcher at Pearl River for two years. He transferred to Louisiana Tech where he really just didn't play or pitch that much. He was also a two-way player, raked in JUCO. Never really hit. Had a 6-5 ERA at, at La Tech. And then last summer, he goes to the Northwoods League and hits pretty well there. Doesn't pitch very well. Transfers to Grambling. And then this year, uh, he's got 98 strikeouts in 64 innings uh, with a 2-6-7 ERA. Um, and he's also hitting. And he's got an 1,000 OPS. So, shouts out to Shamar Page, who is clearly a very, very good baseball player. I would love to see him in a regional uh, of Grambling State. Can win the SWAC. Let's talk about VCU, a school where my aunt went to pharmacy school. There you go. We're that's, learning things tonight. That's folks. the first thing I think about when I think of VCU. Ram Nation. Jacob Seldon. Walk off Tatarooski. To beat your UVA uh, Cavaliers. Now, Shock, this we talked earlier this year about Texas State beating Texas and going with the horns down. I don't know what the equivalent is here for VCU walking off uh, UVA, um, but maybe sort of a similar dynamic. Am I, am I crazy? It's called, they do who's away. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, yeah, it's the last time I saw a VCU walk off. I'm pretty sure. No, it was a blown save. So it wasn't a walk off, but there was no who's away or anything like that. It was just kind of more like, hey, fuck you guys. We won and we're in the same state. So <laughs> yeah, eat my beans, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I but, love, I, I just gonna say, also Jacob Selden, who's a, a D3 transfer from Randolph Macon, one of our favorite D3 programs. So he's obviously a big part of, uh, of UVA, of, you know, Virginia baseball in general. Um, but then I love this, and I know you, you retweeted this, Shock. Um, so the guy that gave it up uh, was Jay Wolfolk. And this dude, I, I feel like, should be getting more attention, honestly. Shock, can you, can you talk a little bit about Jay Wolfolk, oh, who's the, one of the UVA relievers? So first of all, the dude's super cool. I've talked to him a few times. I enjoy him. He's a guy who, he's a freshman, but in the bullpen I would talk to because he's just a cool guy. But what's impressive about him is he's one of the only uh, freshmen to ever start at quarterback for UVA. He started against Notre Dame. I don't think they won the game, but the dude just proved that he is the best thrower of things on campus. And then he comes out in the spring, and he's just throwing 95 to 98, painting painting the black with a hammer slider and things like that. Like, it's ridiculous. And... I, I saw an interview with him earlier in the earlier in the baseball season because I can't say season because he also has a football one, and the reporter was like, "Jay, uh, how do you how do you handle how do you balance these schedules?" And his answer was, uh, "I just kind of free ball it. I look at what texts I get in the morning and I go to those," <laughs> which I absolutely loved because <laughs> what what a great answer. Just like uh, I don't know, like. It's- it's a great answer, uh, and also um, he – so basically he gives up this walk-off homer. He's been a sensational this year. And your wonderful head coach decides next game – I think it was the next day I think they played against mm-hmm. Georgetown. And they were like right back out there. And what does he do? Strikes out five straight guys. And yeah, I love not? that. Some t- Jake, you know, I, you know how I feel about this sometimes. But in this case, I love it. Makes sense a good way to get the confidence back up and uh and yeah and he's been he's been amazing and he's he's you know, he struck out uh, 41 and 26 innings and you know if, if uva is going to make a make a postseason run you're definitely going to know about this guy mm-hmm. and i love it because a lot of coaches will just like blacklist a player after they blow a game or something like mm-hmm. that and coach oaks just like no jay's going to go back out there tomorrow he's going to shove and then jay goes back out there tomorrow and he shoves yep. Sometimes Indeed. that happens, and sometimes you ruin Jose Leclerc forever. <laughs> <laughs> or Trevor Gott. Uh, all right, last one in the show and go. Is, this is the best video I, I've seen all year. I love This it. video is unbelievably amazing. Uh, just so if you want to find this, uh, Stephen tweeted this out. Uh, this was the night of April 20th, 9.50, which really kind of elevates this. Um, <laughs> as you say, the video is chaotic for literally all 17 seconds. Do we want to draft the best, goofiest? I mean, I again, like, go watch the video. I almost don't want to spoil it because, as Shock says, every second is delightful. But, uh, Jake, why do you love this video so much? There's so much going on. And I have, have a clear favorite pick. We like, have talked clear about, favorite part of we, this. But we go have ahead. talked about how like players will often say things like, "Wow, this team act like they won the World Series," right? <laughs> and what I love about this video is this is not even how you act when you win the World Series, right? <laughs> this is how you act when you have like a a choreographed like situation post game. Although the best is the kid with 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 one leg on the crutches, just hopping in at the shot to, to like, the dude was the jousting. Yeah. He was jousting with that leg. Um, and then you get the, you get like a front flip, like kind of like a Simone Biles front hand spring style front flip from one of the outfielders coming back in. But the guy on the crutches is so funny. And the reason why it's so funny is because Every college baseball team has someone in a leg brace just hanging out in the dugout. It, I don't know. It, it, I've never seen a team that doesn't have one of these guys. And I, and I didn't realize that ACL or knee injuries were as common as they are. But, man, it's funny. And it's just the, the guy. And he wanted to be a part of it. He was excited. They're all jacked up. and I'm just glad he didn't fall. Well, That's Jordan, I, we should note. That was a win over Lafayette. 
which is their big rivalry. Huge rivalry. That is huge true. rivalry. True. Not a joke. Lehigh Lafayette. That's On true. their website, it says the rivalry presented by Lehigh Valley Orthopedic Institute. So there's <laughs> even a sponsor for this one game. Okay, April twentieth, and they won and they took it home. And like, if you beat your rival, you better have something planned to celebrate. Also, if you're laughing at the rivalry, that is literally what it is. Like, it has a Wikipedia page, and it's called The Rivalry. Like, this is legit Lehigh and Lafayette. So, yeah, they were, they were hype. Uh, Shock, favorite parts about this video for you? I, I love the kid with, with the crutches. And the reason I love it is because you know he's going fast because the back of his mullet is getting parallel to the ground. That's when you know someone's flying. And I... I love to think about this as if the game of baseball from High School Musical 2, I believe it was. Yes. If they showed the post-game celebration of whatever team won, I'd imagine it went a lot like this video. <laughs> that's a great way that's, to put it. That is that's a, the an closest absolutely... comp I can draw. <laughs> well said. Well said. I think that's the second time you've brought up that sequence on the show. Uh, all right. <laughs> Justifiably. All right, our last segment, and we're going to keep it quick this week, is Beyond D1. And we already talked about the home run race in Division One. Ivan Melendez and uh, and Matt Kootenay. What's his name? What's his name, Jake? What, who, what, what do we call him? A.K.A.? The Hurtin' Albert. The Hurtin' Albert. But what I wanted to do uh, this week is really shout out the guys at non-Division One levels who are just hitting the absolute shit out of the ball. And so I'm just going to throw out some names here. Uh, let's start at the NAIA level, where there is a gentleman named Holland Doan. Holland Doan. Jake, you got that? You got that name? Holland Doan. Now, speaking of yeah. Canada, this guy plays for Ottawa University in Kansas. <laughs> um, we, love, we love Holland Doan and Ottawa University, of course. Uh, he has been amazing, as has Cross Factor. Speaking of unbelievably great um, uh, baseball names, Cross Factor at Oklahoma City University. He also has over uh, 20 home runs. He's got 23. His sister Cheyenne is one of the best players on Oklahoma State softball. Yes, Holland Bone has 28 homers in 44 games. Um, so those two guys are, are killing it at the NAIA level. At the Division II level, uh, we've got a gentleman named Brock Reller at Northeastern State, uh, as well as Hayden McGeary. That's Hayden, H-A-Y-D-N. Sure, we'll go with that spelling. At Colorado Mesa, um, that dude uh, hit 20 homers last year, and you think I might do it again. But, Jake, the real reason is that I need to mention, once again, our D3 hero, Ryan McCarty, who is now up to 22 home runs in 35 games, 23 doubles as well. He's at 174 total bases. He is still slugging over 1,000, and he is going to put himself into the Division Three record books uh, by the end of the season. Mm. Uh, he's hitting 523, 584, 1152 for the craziest triple slash in all of baseball at any collegiate level right now. Um, again, 20 two homers and 23 doubles in 35 games for ryan mccarty what the absolute fuck so wait um, 45 extra base hits he has 48 extra base hits <laughs> in 35 games here's another one he scored thir 73 runs in 35 games. he's averaging what? more than two runs a game so uh, I just love it because I don't care what level you're at. You're playing an organized baseball game where uh, people are keeping track of the score at a, col at a college level. And um, I just hope Ryan McCarty gets drafted. We have our good friend Toby Welk, who also came out of the, the Penn State. This is he's at Penn State Abington, I should say. Um, but I just think I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated here. Uh, yes, does he is his competition not great? Is his ballpark very small? Yes, all those things are true. But he did also hit two homers against the defending national champion Salisbury Seagulls earlier this season, so it's not all nonsense. Shouts out to Ryan McCarty and all the gentlemen smashing baseballs beyond D1. That's going to do it for this episode. Shock, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I just wanted to add one guy for the beyond D1 because i yeah. got to give some love to people I know. Please. And that's uh, Jack Thompson. I'm sure you guys yeah, know. Yeah, I, I was going to mention this in it too. Here. If, if it wasn't for Ryan McCarty, we would be talking about Jack Thompson right now, who's, who also finished his year with an insane, insane number. I'll pull those up for you. Yeah, he's a 
14 bombs, hitting 450, slugging 946. I think those uh, I think those numbers will play. So if any coaches are listening to this, at across any level, if you want to take this guy, I think he's open to the, any on all opportunities. Because from my understanding, Lewis and Clark College only has law school; they don't have grad school. And from my understanding, I don't know if he wants to become a lawyer. So, mm-hmm. which. I mean, we were always wondering if we want to become lawyers or not. So I think yeah, you look at a lot of guys in college baseball and think that guy, that guy will probably be a lawyer. Like I'm, I'm sure a lot of people saw me playing last year and were like, wow, when's this kid taking the bar? But, <laughs> but just throwing it out there, the kid's really good at baseball and he's super nice. So no, you're always so love right. to see kids like that. You're so right. Uh, Jack Thompson will certainly be a first-team Division Three All-American uh, alongside Mr. Ryan McCarty. So would love to see him transfer uh, to D1. And if Ryan McCarty still has eligibility, which I don't think he does, and if he doesn't get drafted, hopefully he can go play somewhere too. I'm sure some NAIA would take him if he does want <laughs> if he does want to still play ball. Yeah, there's no rules there. No, no rules. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Shock Factor. Stephen Shock, thank you for joining us as always. Jake Mintz, thank you for gifting us with the wonderful Hurton Albertan nickname. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next week. We will talk to you then. Bye-bye. Until next week, we'll talk to you then. Yeah. Yeah. It made sense in in my head, all right? Bye. (laughs) Uh, You're good. Do you you see the Schwarber ejection? Okay. Okay, no, that's good. Schwarber... Angel Angel Hernandez has Angel Hernandez has been horrific all night on on Sunday Night Baseball, and Schwarber just absolutely lost his shit in a very funny way. So you'll see the clip. Didn't tackle him. That's true. Maybe he should have. Yeah, he probably should have. <laughs> this is an amazing sequence. All right, I'm gonna go watch this clip like a hundred times. Shock, thank you. I will send the description. Jake Mintz, thank you. Uh, or Jake, do you? Mm, do you want to send another one and we can talk Omaha soon or should we do that tomorrow or later this week? Okay, we'll do it tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you, Steven.
The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.